0: Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Live With Grace podcast. I first just wanted to start off the episode by just saying thank you to everyone who's been listening, and I really hope that you guys have been able to take something positive away to apply to your own lives from the things that I've talked about and the things that I've had people on the show here to talk about so far, and today's episode is about the differences between holding yourself accountable and hating yourself. And obviously it sounds like, yeah, you there's obvious differences between those two things, but a lot of times they kind of run together in athletics because a lot of times you think that you have to be really, really hard on yourself in order to hold yourself accountable. And so, just to start off, accountability is something that we all need as athletes, as sons and daughters, as students, as friends. We need to be responsible for doing what we committed to do, for giving our all, for taking care of our responsibilities, the things we have to do. And sometimes this accountability comes from an external person, like a coach, a parent, a sibling a friend, a teammate, a mentor. A lot of times, actually. But other times, we hold ourselves accountable. And somehow we learn to dig deep within ourselves to give it all we have, to lay it all on the floor, all on the field, all on the court. And sometimes it's our own inner dialogue that motivates us to do that one extra rep, or stay that one extra hour, go to the gym when nobody's there, run that last sprint hard, you know? Just that extra bit. We need this accountability and it builds our self-esteem and it helps us build trust in ourselves. However, when taken to an extreme, the feedback we give ourselves can actually tear us apart from the inside. It can nag and nag and and we can criticize ourselves and bully ourselves and just completely destroy our confidence. And this dialogue, this negative dialogue can make us feel very small for athletes. This inner dialogue can bring down our overall image of ourselves and impact our performance negatively because our identity as a person feels like it sometimes is literally tied to how we perform in whatever sport we play and so when we're not performing and we're not talking to ourselves with respect and love and trust it can make us feel really worthless and it's just a sad but true statement about a lot of college athletes and like our situations. So I first just wanted to talk about in this under this umbrella, uh, kind of a story slash experience that I had back in maybe like early high school. And I, I don't remember actually when I read this book, I might have read it in eighth grade, and I might have read it in high school. But It was a book by David Goggins, who is most known for all of the records that he's broken physically and also for being a Navy SEAL. Um, I'm going to give you guys a better bio on him real quick. He's, He's known to be, quote unquote, the toughest man alive and he okay here it is david goggins is a retired navy seal the only member of the u.s armed forces to complete seal training army ranger school and air force tactical air controller training so he's just really he's known most for pushing physical limitations and helping people see that they can go further than what they think they can He's also known for running and completing more than 70 ultra-distance races, often placing in the top five. So some of these are like 100-mile marathons, or I don't even know if that's considered a marathon, but whatever. Ultra-marathons, that's what it is. And he is also the former world record holder for the amount of pull-ups completed in a certain amount of time which was 4,030 pull-ups in 17 hours. But so he's done all these things. Like the list literally goes on. I'm not going to go through his entire bio. But anyways, he wrote a book. And it's meant to help you see what he could accomplish and help you rewire your own thinking and your own thought patterns to become tougher mentally and physically, spiritually, and his mantra is stay hard, like to just stay tough and stay resilient. And so the younger version of myself gripped onto these ideas in this book wholeheartedly. And he talked about things he used to do when he was trying to lose weight and trying to measure up to these physical standards that they had for the military. And so I started to do the same thing and give myself absolutely no slack and talk meanly to myself and tell myself to push myself more like I would write this is like this is really weird okay so please don't judge if you're listening to this but it actually is psycho like thinking back on it this is like honestly I think like my one of my worst ideas but it was actually from this book and because David Goggins would tell, would look at himself in the mirror and curse himself and tell himself, like, you're not fucking doing enough. And, like, you're just all this stuff. Like, literally throwing all the every, like, curse word in there. Which, like, I curse. I don't really curse, honestly, if you know me. But in high school, I didn't curse at all. So, it was just kind of, like, really mean to be talking to myself like this. And especially not just the words but like the tone of voice it was very much always trying to get more and so like I stuck these sticky notes all over my mirror and I'd read them out and be just like fired up but and I thought that this was accountability and this would help me reach the next level and unlock the next level of my potential because um, owning up to the things that I'm not great at yet and I'm pushing myself to be a better version of myself and I'm not accepting the, the person that I am and I thought this was healthy and it lasted for a while and so not only that eventually I threw away all those but it's really funny finding the pictures of the sticky notes and stuff I used to have but anyways not only that all those, uh, whatever words and habits that I built from reading that book, but also my natural critical tendencies weren't going anywhere either. I always, since I was really young, expected really high, I always really had high standards for myself. And I always aimed to be perfect. And even though perfect is like a facade, it, I was just never satisfied with what I did like I remember I might have already talked about this in my last podcast but even coming off of wins in high school or middle school or you know when I was really young you know playing a basketball game and winning and then just being really upset after the game thinking about all the things that are wrong and all the things that I needed to get better at and not really having any sense of being proud of myself at all and so that's the toxic side of this mindset the one that Goggins doesn't really talk about in his book is that I never really gave myself credit I never gave myself grace to mess up and I never poured into myself with love I always poured into myself with words of like quote-unquote accountability words of trying to push myself to be better but I never was proud of any progress I had made. I always saw these big mountains ahead and pictured oh this is where I want to be and this is where I should be and this is where I ought to be to be able to go where I want to go with this sport or even in any other ventures in my life in school too. But in this process, I was never actually appreciating where I was. And so the toughness and the no slack mindset is good in many aspects because it yields discipline and hard work and a relentless drive and motivation. And it's something that's actually praised and uh, I don't know another good word to use, but praised for, for many athletes to have, and it's something people are really taught to embrace—to always push yourself to be better, and work hard, and always do more, and look at always the things that you need to improve, and you can always get better, and never be satisfied, and this and that. That's a that's a mindset that's praised, and it's so good in so many areas, and you know, I without that mindset, I definitely wouldn't be the athlete I am now. I don't think any athlete would, but it can't be a 24-7 thing because when you get caught up in that and you don't have any words of love, positivity, respect, pride for yourself and the progress you've made, then you can't ever, I guess, enjoy the place where you are and enjoy the like. I guess the cliche is to enjoy the process and just, you get, I feel like you would get to, I'm not at the end of the road, so I don't know, but you get to the end of the road and then it's like regret because that whole process, you never took the time to appreciate. And even once you get what, what you want, I don't know if it, is as, as enjoyable as if you acknowledged your hard work and the progress you've made along the way. And the so the problem with this mindset of being so tough and not giving yourself slack ever is that it cultures a lot of resentment towards your goals and yourself as a person, not just as an athlete. And it, creates all these destructive thoughts. And usually with these thoughts, negative performance follows. And then you have more negative thoughts and then your confidence goes down and then you have more negative performances and it just is, keeps spiraling down negatively. And so what I've found within the last year is that the only way to truly detach yourself from negative self-talk and this mindset that can be toxic is to develop a really deep sense of self-love and self-awareness that's unaffected by any external factors and this is something that i talked about in one of my earlier podcast episodes but it deserves to be talked about again and it goes hand in hand with this debate or, I guess, comparison between self-hatred and accountability. And so by being grounded in love and positivity towards yourself, that's unconditional. It means being able to say, if I make a mistake, if I mess up, If I don't measure up, if I don't perform how I believe I'm supposed to perform, I still love myself. I'm still proud of myself for having the courage to try and to give my best. And I'm still proud of myself for having the strength and the courage to get back up even after I get hurt, even after I'm embarrassed, even after I mess up or don't do the things that I expect of myself or just, you know, make a mistake. And so... The way to develop this type of love and awareness and respect for yourself, in my opinion, is by doing five main things. And these are in no particular order, but I do think that they all have really a lot of importance. I guess that's really saying the same thing. But anyways, the first one is listening to your gut. And this is also very cliche, but it's really difficult sometimes. And I don't think that that's talked about a lot because for certain people, I think that their gut and their intuition can be blurred by their emotions and by their desires that might not be serving them but might be convenient in the moment. And so... Once you actually start to listen to that inner voice, because I I don't know what I believe for everybody, but I know for myself, and I think that this exists for everybody. In most situations, I do have a strong internal voice of what that pulls me toward or pushes me away from certain situations or certain people or certain reactions to things that happen. And sometimes it's easy to listen to it because I know and I sense that the outcome will be really bad if I don't listen to my gut. But other times it's really convenient not to listen to your gut. And it's the difference between breaking a bad habit and continuing to be in that negative cycle that temporarily serves you if that makes sense. So in terms of this topic, listening to your gut might mean hearing something, having a conversation, facing a situation that isn't ideal and that isn't something that you expected and that isn't what you want to hear. And hearing your gut and your intuition and your inner voice that tells you That you're capable of dealing with that situation, you're capable of becoming the person, the woman, the athlete that you need to be to get out of whatever negative situation or circumstance or position you've been put in. And throughout that whole process, being able to listen to your intuitive thoughts of I'm exactly where I'm supposed to be, and even though I mess up, I still feel grounded in myself, and I still feel a genuine sense of love for myself. I'm still proud of myself. I still respect myself. I still trust myself, and I'm going to keep doing the things I need to do because I know that I'm capable of getting out of this situation even though I'm in it right now and it might be where I need to be right now for my growth I'm capable of getting out and that might not just be an ability to get out on your own you might have to lean on God or you might have to lean on people in your life your balcony people if you guys have listened to that episode to get out of that situation but just the ability to listen to your gut whether it be that situation or whether it be any situation of I'm really uncomfortable right now. I don't think that this is where I'm supposed to be. And getting out of something or listening to something and and accepting it into your life and being able to, at the same time as you have ownership, being able to love yourself and know that you're capable of, leveling up and being the person that you know that you can be. And something that goes along with this, which is number two on the list, is keeping your word to yourself and doing everything that you say you're going to do consistently all the time. I'm going to go to the store today and I'm going to cook myself a nice dinner because I deserve to feed my body good food and my body deserves to be able to recover and being nurtured and nourished by this food and that sounds really cheesy but it's true like that's just a very small example or I'm gonna make sure I get enough sleep tonight because my body deserves that or I'm gonna go get extra shots up today and I'm gonna have I'm gonna make 300 shots and 100 made free throws or I'm going to reach out to this, my friend that really needs help today. And just being able to say, I'm going to do this, or being able to either tell that to yourself, tell that to a person in your life, tell that to a friend, and always following up, builds an extreme sense of respect for yourself. Because I just, I know so many people that they say that they're going to do something and they don't do it. And you know, that's how it feels. You know how it feels when people say that. It feels kind of like, well, they didn't really respect or value that commitment that much. And so when you look at that, at the commitments you make to yourself by not following up on something you told yourself you're going to do, it's saying that I don't value myself enough. I don't respect myself enough to do the things I say that I'm going to do. So that Keeping your word to yourself and listening to your gut go hand in hand, but they're both extremely important for building this love and respect and awareness for yourself that can ground you when things get tough. The third one is allowing yourself to express express sorry, who you are truly more and more. So this might mean allowing yourself the grace to do things that you might have been embarrassed to do previously, it might mean wearing what you want to wear. And that doesn't have to be scandalous clothing. It can be something as simple as wearing a certain pair of earrings that might make you feel a little bit bolder than other pairs of earrings or wearing some shoes or something that you don't really see a lot of people wearing that might make you feel a little bit weird because you might not fit in. But being able to do this consistently Again, and allowing yourself to just be who you are without shame and without having to worry about what this person or that person is going to think about what I'm doing. So, I told you, I said an example in close, but it can really mean anything just allowing yourself to say the weird joke that comes into your head or allowing yourself to speak your truth to somebody who. Might who you might usually stay silent around because you feel uncomfortable saying how you truly feel. That's another way, and there's so many there's so many other ways that you can express yourself. But those are just some small examples, and I think that that also goes along with listening to your gut. Sometimes I, with the clothes thing again, I'll be like, oh, I kind of wanna wear this, and then my my uh I guess past thoughts or I don't even know my head will be like no like nobody else is going to be wearing that and then just the ability to say wear it anyway and it's I don't know it's it, it parallels so many other things in life but it's something that you can do to help you feel more love for yourself and feel more grounded in who you are the fourth thing Going along with that, again, all these kind of blend together, but saying no to things that don't sit right with your heart or your spirit, and saying yes to things that give you genuine joy, and whether that be relating to sports, relating to friendships, relating to relationships, relating to your social life, really any commitments that are draining and make you feel unlike yourself, being able to say no. And protecting your peace and protecting your heart from those things and at the same time on the other hand welcoming all the people and all the habits and all the things that give you energy that give you peace that give you clarity that make you feel loved saying yes to friends and balcony people and the people that support you and people that in places that make you feel peaceful and just Putting yourself in the situations that allow yourself, that allow you to be able to express your natural self most freely or most easily. I I definitely didn't say that right, but easily. And the fifth thing is genuinely taking care of yourself and protecting yourself from things that you know that won't be good for you whether that be mentally, spiritually, physically. This might be being on social media or following negative things on social media. This might mean giving yourself a little bit of extra time to take a shower or, you know, do your morning routine or your your night routine or, again, eating foods that help your body function during the day and getting enough sleep and doing those things and I'm working on these things, obviously. I definitely need to be getting more sleep as I'm recording this at literally one in the morning. (laughs) But this, again, goes along with listening to your gut, just doing the things that make you feel good and just having the courage and having the ability to consistently show up for yourself and express yourself as exactly who you are not feeling like you need to fit in a box. And so, when you embody these five things into your everyday life, listening to your gut, keeping your word to yourself, allowing yourself to express who you are, saying no and saying yes, and taking care of yourself, you face things in your athletic career and you hear words like, I love you, I trust you, I believe in you, you got this, let's go. I, you know, we could do this inside your head instead of I hate myself, I'm so slow, I'm so dumb, I can't do this, can't do that or other words or other you know things you might say that degrade yourself and instead of classifying yourself as a failure, you might just instead be, oh, I didn't perform as well as I might have wanted to. but I'm just gonna imp- try to improve these three things or I'm just gonna focus on this for next practice and move on. And continue to show up for yourself and doing the extra things that you need to do to get to that level, but not completely degrading yourself for the mistakes that you made. And also just not taking those things personally anymore because you're so grounded in this self-love. So... The first step is realizing how powerful this is, how many more shots you can make, how many more winning plays and good moments you can have. And when you embody this love and holding yourself accountable without hating yourself, basically. (laughs) And then after that, the battle becomes being able to do this all the time and being able to do this when you're faced with words or situations or conversations that hit you by surprise and tempt you to feel discouraged. And nobody talks about how truly hard this is, especially in college and in college sports, when you feel alone and frustrated to dig yourself out of that place mentally and being able to come back the next day after you have a really bad day and perform and give it your all and do so with a mindset of positivity, optimism, encouragement, love, trust, even after you completely effed up the day before. And having this positive dialogue and maintaining that throughout all of that. And even when there's external voices that are discouraging, or even when circumstances aren't ideal, or even when pressure rises and not allowing these bad thought cycles to arise in these moments of high pressure. So it's really our ability to continue to talk to ourselves with love and belief and encouragement and trust and faith and all these positive qualities that allows us to separate ourselves from our past and allows us to perform up to our potential in the present and in the future. So overall, I hope that this helps you kind of, in your own life, differentiate between holding yourself accountable and degrading yourself, and I hope that you guys can take some of these things that I talked about and use it to help you as an athlete, and thank you all for taking the time to listen. Um and stay tuned for another episode on the Live With Grace podcast.